Welcome to Swiftly Spoken, a fan-made Taylor Swift podcast in which we break down her lyrics, deep dive into full album retrospectives, and theorise about what may be coming next. As always, we are your hosts, Lisa and Cameron, and in this episode we're going to be talking about Taylor's latest releases, as well as all the songs that have been leaked in the last month. So about a month ago now, before the tour even started, there was a sudden influx of a lot of leaked music. Some tracks we'd known about for years and years but had never heard anything of them. Others we had snippets of and others we knew very, very little about but had kind of heard things or rumours or descriptions of them. So what we're going to be doing is going through the five total tracks that leaked in full over the last couple of months and discussing why we think they leaked, if we think that there are going to be released and comparing them to their respective real version that has been released if there is one. So the first track, if we go in kind of like chronological from eldest to the newest kind of, is Drama Queen, which was a Speak Now track originally. Now we knew of this song, we knew of the name of it, in fact we even mentioned it and kind of discussed it in our Speak Now Taylor's version, uh, what could be in the vault episode. However, we knew nothing really of the content of the song. So now that we finally got it, how do you feel about this song? It is very, it's very dated, I I think. That's the best way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, dated. And also, I think our predictions, I can't remember exactly, were quite similar to what it was, that it mm. was almost going to be a bit of a better than revenge kind of song. Because yeah, that, that was basically what it is. It's basically like better than revenge is kind of, sl- I don't know, I don't really know whether it's kind of in the same vain or not i think it's a bit more tame but it's It's, one of those songs it's almost like it's it's kind of yeah like little sister but yeah weirdly is still quite harsh yeah you know what i mean but maybe not so brutally but also is (laughs) yeah it's kind of it bridges the gap between you belong with me like the soft message of your girlfriend is a bit of a pain to better than revenges this is bordering on kind of a bit of misogyny here so yeah Again, it's quite dated because of that, but at the same time, this is something we discussed about Better Than Revenge. Mm -hmm. Teenage angst does sometimes kind of cloud our vision, and um, I think this is one of those songs that we could classify in that era of of things. Mm -hmm. There are some good lyrics within it, and there are some lyrics that are a bit questionable, that you're just like, "Mm, not sure about this one, don't think it would stand the test of time. I believe that this was a co-write as well. This was a co-write with uh, Martin Johnson, who she co-wrote If This Was a Movie with, which we'll be speaking about in just a moment. If This Was a Movie, the Hannah Montana track. Yes. And yeah, obviously Drama Queen. How do you feel about this song leaking? How do you feel about it being the only other kind of like co-write that we know about from that era leaking? And also chances of it being re-released. What do you think? I I don't really know. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Mm, It's there. It makes... Yeah, it makes total sense why it wasn't released because Better Than Revenge does the job better and more in a more harsh way. Like if oh, you wanted to get that point across, Better Than Revenge. And Better Than Revenge is just a better song. Um, I think Drama Queen just feels a bit, I don't know, it feels quite juvenile, even in the way Taylor sings it and sounds on it. Like, I don't know, it just it seems like debut almost. If it was going to be re-recorded, it'd have to be a bit of a kind of massive overhaul, like that's when or bye bye baby because and mm. the, the perspective would have to be totally shifted from you know you and your drama queen to like you're gonna call me a drama queen you know what i mean like it'd have to be 
slightly spun back on Taylor almost of like mm. or or spun on him of he's the drama queen a bit like Mr. Perfectly Fine basically it had yeah. to take that kind of perspective yeah. um, I mean to be honest you can call someone a drama queen and not be offensive but yeah I think just the way that it was kind of the picture was painted it was very negative towards the poor girlfriend but mm-hmm. if she was to change a few things I think she could get away with it but like you say I do think it was cut originally because better than revenge existed and it does the job much more succinctly and at the same time much more harshly like you said definitely yeah and i definitely do think as well because apparently this song was kind of first seen on like a kind of songwriting like database in like june of 2009 and is supposedly rumored to be written around 2008 2009 which i think does make sense because Mm. it does sound Definitely. very early on in the kind of speak now like when you hear taylor's voice it just it does sound quite like like i said like debut fearlessly so weirdly i feel like potentially it could even maybe have been like a late fearless reject kind of like forever and always and then obviously then i don't know maybe taylor's opinion or speak now i i, I do see it as a speak now song but i feel like it's very early on in that process and also the fact right. that obviously it is supposedly a co-write as well when obviously taylor then decided that speak now was totally going to be totally solo written so maybe that's why it was cut as well but I'm not its kind of biggest fan. I don't love it. I don't hate it. What's your kind of opinion? Yeah, it's the same for me. I'm very ambivalent. Obviously, if it was given an overhaul and it did appear again, it it, it does have potential. Though I do think this is one of those songs that we're not going to be getting for Taylor's version unless it's, again, like we said, very, very much changed or if it turns out not to be a co-write. But we'll get into that in just a, like I said in a minute we'll get into mm. why I don't think any co-writes yeah, I think, will be appearing oh uh, definitely yeah. and I, I think also like we've also had like battle as well which I think I believe we've mentioned as well across some of our mm-hmm. episodes which is supposedly also a speak now kind of reject and I think the battle battle story of us drama queen they weirdly all are quite I don't know like I feel like battle is almost like slightly like this it's like the younger sister of story of us and, ba- and yeah. sorry and drama queens like the younger sister of better in the range and it makes sense why neither of them were included because the song that was included did it better yeah um, and i think this is kind of one of those and also again with battle its message is a bit strange whereas the message in story of us is a bit more established and i believe the same yeah with it's these quite two. clear hmm. so yeah I, I just think yeah it's just i don't i i wouldn't really be mad if we didn't get it but what i do think is quite interesting and and this will be something that i think is similar throughout some of these leaks it's that often, and I know this is quite a controversial opinion, but sometimes things leak for a reason. There is sometimes things where stuff is leaked unintentionally. Like I know recently Ariana Grande, basically her entire unreleased discography has been leaked. Yeah, I know. Um, which I don't, which I don't think is from her at all. But sometimes artists do maybe intentionally leak things because they want to see a reaction to a certain song or because they know like it, it might because it was just random right before tour and also the last time that we got a leak was like better man which was right before red taylor's version it's like whoever is doing this whether it is or isn't intentional or not there is a weird intention behind it because it seems like perfectly Mm. timed all the time whenever these things supposedly get leaked and there could be a potential reason why drama cream was leaked because it's never going to appear as a taylor's version i don't know i do tend to agree with that opinion to be honest with you and yeah like you've said these are kind of controversial things that we are going into obviously these leaked tracks there are some fans and if you are one of them that's perfectly fine that don't like to engage in this kind of content and really you know stay away from it everyone has their own opinions we 
as fans, you know, sometimes you can't help come across them anyway because they are quite widespread. But yeah, these are just theories, opinions. We don't really know the truth think, behind any of it or who even yeah. leaked these in, in exactly. to start with, like how they get and their hands on them. It's quite a, a rabbit hole. I think quite a popular opinion, and, and I do definitely agree with this opinion, is that obviously Taylor has fought for years now to own the rights to her kind of music. So mm. I think some people are yeah. like, for someone that's kind of fought for years to own the rights to her music for stuff to be leaked is also aware of her not owning the right to how that was released or, you know, so I totally, totally respect that. But definitely. Um, obviously these are out there. They're pretty readily available. They are on YouTube. So it's quite interesting to discuss anyway, because obviously they do add to kind of what we have released but anyways Mm. on to the next track that was leaked and i believe this was the first one leaked out of the list that we're going through i think Um, so they all did kind of come in at the span of one or two days but yeah yeah. a couple of days and but the next one is obviously off of red and this is Mm. the forever winter original kind of demo recording and what's quite interesting about this one is that there's obviously been again this is quite a controversial opinion but there's obviously Mm. been quite a lot of discussion about post uh, fearless taylor's version when obviously we had some of those uh vault tracks previously the demos of and obviously the taylor's versions were very different sonically and obviously lyrically and there was a bit of a discussion of how original are the lyrics in these tracks and obviously then with red taylor's version it was like especially with all too well there's obviously a big debate around that especially with the lover diary lyrics mm-hmm. um like how original are these tracks and how much has changed how much is being Mm. changed and obviously we've got the run original lyric like handwritten lyrics that taylor wrote and they are like word for word what was released and forever winter is basically 99.9 percent the same as what was released as taylor's version which i think is quite reassuring how do you feel about it yeah it is it's extremely interesting for a start because obviously we had those fearless tracks most of them had were already in the unreleased genre of taylor music that were readily available as you said and so we could compare straight away with these tracks obviously we didn't ever have we had mentions of them maybe but we didn't have any of the lyrics so to be able to over time you know get those run uh lyrics and compare them and now with this this song forever winter it's extremely interesting to see what Taylor does change because even in Forever Winter, she did change a couple of little lyrics. Nothing, oh, yeah. nothing of note, nothing, nothing major, yeah. too big, yeah. But it's still very interesting to see that you know it wasn't basically changed at all, which gives me a lot of hope for All Too Well and intrigues me. It's just so interesting to see what she does like to change, what she doesn't, how she does mm. want to change things to rephrase certain messages. Perhaps that, you know, did she have more of a, a I don't know, a, a relationship with Bye Bye Baby in which she just never understood it that mm. way. And now she looked back at it and thought, oh, the writing is a bit or poor. Did, or maybe or she wanted writing... to make it make sense with her life yeah, now. Or did the potentially mm. like with Sparks Fly with those original handwritten lyrics or the handwritten right. lyrics and then the performed 2007 version was there just a natural change anyway in between the time you know yeah. like the version that we've got this released might be the original original demo and it was changed again after that and that's the version that she's referencing you know what i mean there's so much that we don't know exactly. but it is interesting with forever yeah. winter. and i guess obviously with the um, demo of forever winter the production is very different Similar with yes, similarly it is. It with is. Babe and Better Man, obviously the Babe and Better Man that were released, mm-hmm. but obviously they were given to other artists who would have interpreted them and made them their sound. So that does make sense. But they are obviously drastically different than the Taylor's versions. And how are you feeling about the Forever Winter OG versus Taylor's version production? Which one are you preferring? What's your kind of opinions on them both? Yeah, I must say I love them both. Mm. 
and I love the take on both of them. I really, really do. Like, uh, I've, I've, I think we discussed this back when they did leak or when it did leak. I was comparing it. And I was like, I really love this original production. Mm. I have to say, it makes it kind of a bit more. Yeah, it feels very OG Red, doesn't it? It does. It does really. I know that Red is very unsonically cohesive, which is you know the meme and the. Yeah and the beaten to death phrase from that time but forever winter kind of does fit more in its original production than it does in its taylor's version mm-hmm. production having said that i really really love the horns and the you know the little trumpet in taylor's yeah. version i do so i love them both equally and it was very interesting to see both things the lyrical content not having changed basically mm-hmm. except for like the the ending and the and the production having changed do you have a preference between I, them again i don't have a preference i quite like the original because it feels mm. along with her vocals just feels very red and i can just picture yeah. it on red whereas i like Definitely. i do really like the kind of slightly more fuller production of the taylor's version so yeah, again, I, I don't really have a preference. Mm. I, I'm quite happy with both. Whereas for like Better Man, I think the Taylor's version production is just gorgeous. Like it just out trumps. Oh, it's much better. Yeah, the, yeah, definitely. Um, Little Big Town production. Yeah. And also Babe. What I do like in Forever Winter mm. original recording is that we do get some backing vocals, yes. which are very interesting. And I wish you would have kept them. Mm for its re-recording honestly yeah me too I, that's that's the thing i i, I know it's bad because obviously this is technically the stolen version really even though it's not because it was never right. released and it's stolen times two because it's like stolen from taylor and stolen from Big exactly Machine, theoretically right because no one's earning this is it. this is the thing and that's another theory that i have seen is certain stuff is being potentially released by you know what I mean? Certain people within certain mm. places, but that's another theory. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And but I guess next, the next thing yeah. that was released, um, leaked, sorry, is a lover track, which is a lover reject that we actually do know of, thanks to Taylor's Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we mentioned in our Reputation um, Vault episode where we potentially said that because obviously Lover was never going to get re-recorded or re-released and we didn't expect a deluxe edition that it might then be pulled over to rep because obviously the chronolo- the story that rep tells is quite similar to the story of lover but obviously now we have got it in some capacity how are you feeling i guess about need and it as a track just off- on the offset yeah so as always we every so often we mention something on this podcast we're like oh this is never gonna <laughs> happen or you know that wouldn't happen or she wouldn't no. do that and then taylor just says no you I'm know what do that. i'm doing yeah. this despite you yeah so yes need out of there was two tracks we'll get into the next one in just a second from lover the lover era that we discussed in that episode as you said and we knew of them from taylor's inner circle who basically were a group that have now are now defunct basically they're not on the internet anymore but back in the day they kind of released not the song itself they would collect and gatekeep the songs but they would give us information about the songs and they exactly they did a summary of of what the song entailed and some of their best bits and stuff like that and honestly they did a good job because now i read that and you know listen to these songs and they kind of it was kind of it was pretty accurate Mm. but yet need is a favorite of mine i cannot believe 
how, how we that did, did not, not make get that. Like yeah. again with the vault songs and how we kind of can compare, like you said, with Fearless earlier, Red, the same thing happens. You can kind of see, oh, well, I bet you think about me was left out because basically those kind of bits of the story yeah. were told in other songs. And in the case of Need, I guess I can see it kind of being in False God and Afterglow, uh, yeah. a mix of mm. those kind of songs in Lover. And that's why we didn't need it. However, I love I love it. Me love too. it, love it, love it. Can't believe it was Me left too. out. Me I, too. I, yeah, I've got nothing to say negatively. The only thing that I would love is, similar to the next track, and obviously we'll get into it a bit later, is just a kind of official, better recording of it. Because it's a shame that, yeah. Because, yeah. again, I did struggle to appreciate these two Lover tracks initially because the the kind of versions that were originally released were quite dire and quite hard to hear because they were originally mm. like leaked on Tumblr um, on Twitter I believe just like a couple a snippet wasn't it with like some awful kind of like copyright of yeah. on Twitter <laughs> all over Which, it again all of this is everything we discuss is very alleged we don't know mm. where these come from we don't know where they go we hear them because they are on the internet yeah. like we don't know any of it but yeah at the beginning obviously it's a shame for these ones especially because they are from taylor's era of owning mm. her music so i really did want her to release this one as well definitely definitely so the next track alongside need that was leaked is also from the lover era and is another lover reject and is also one that we mentioned in our reputation vault episode again because we suspected that if it was to be released it would have to be released alongside rep whereas ironically as we'll get into it's now been released officially under lover so it's officially officially a lover track but obviously the one that was given to us was called All of the Girls. Yes. And this one, again, is something that we knew from the Inner Circle and their description of it. Again, quite, you know, on point. And this one, again, I think this one was the one that really blew off. Like, especially on TikTok, this one mm. kind of went like viral. Everyone loved this song. I think lyrically, because it's quite strong lyrically and links with other songs like Invisible String mm -hmm. and things like that. So, yeah, how are you feeling about All of the Girls? Well, I must say, between the two, I do prefer Need. I, I am more of a fan. Me too, I do. So I was so sad when we got all of the goals and she didn't include Need. But either way, I yeah, I was impressed by this one as well. And I, I once again could not believe how she could have left this off of Lover. Again, I, I, I guess the story is kind of told through other songs. And at this point, if we look back into to those songs she has told both of them stories basically again and even reused a bit of lyrics like if you look at need i will yes. go where you lead is basically willow all of the girls has a lot of what you just said it has a lot of allusion to an invisible string which obviously we we've got as well in folklore so mm -hmm. she kind of reused and also then the kind of like the whole like stars aligned thing of mastermind mm, yeah and so on beach. Um, those kind of lyrics yeah, yeah everything does seem to i weirdly the kind of concept of that song has kind of been like Redone. different bits of it have been taken apart and it's kind of sung about yeah later which is ironic because it's like normally you'd say oh the album says this yeah so that's why it hasn't been included whereas ironically it says it in later things but mm. yeah it's, it is a shame this song wasn't yeah it's i think maybe she didn't like the final production or the wording and then she was able to kind of mm. pick that apart and then put it into different songs and word it differently which i can understand but yeah, but yeah out of the two i did prefer need 
um, which is a shame. Me too. But uh, both really solid songs, and I cannot believe for the life of me that they weren't included in Lover and then other songs, that, you know, like beat well, them out. And the next one as well that was uh, leaked alongside the rest that we've mentioned is a track that I have wanted this demo for since we got the original. Right. And this is obviously the This Is What You Came For, Taylor's demo. So flashback, if anyone isn't aware, Mm. back when, back in 2016, Taylor co-wrote under under a pseudonym, uh, This Is What You Came For with Calvin Harris. Obviously, it was released with Rihanna as the feature. Then obviously, once all the kind of drama went down, it was then kind of slightly leaked, (laughs) slightly not, that it was Taylor that wrote it. Taylor has since performed it a couple of times. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. um, a very short snippet of the demo was kind of leaked, but with like Starboy, <laughs> all like you could barely hear it. And yeah. then there was lots of suggestion that it was just the, you know, what I mean, it was just kind of like a backing track anyway of it, because mm. as Calvin has said, Taylor's vocals are heard anyway on the officially released version. And you can hear them. But I am... You can really oh, yeah, hear them. Every clearly. time I listen to that Very song on the radio, I'm like, oh my god, Taylor. But... I tell everyone. I literally yeah, tell everyone. Like, fun like, I'll be like, did you know that this bit, I'm like, one, two, three, that's Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, literally, it's like a, my favourite thing ever is when people don't think it's a Taylor song and it's almost like a yes, Taylor song. It You're like, is. No one knows. It is. You're like, yeah. actually. Because I'll never forget. Yeah, I'll never forget once I was listening to the radio when I was at work and they played Message in a Bottle and then straight after they played This What You Came For and I was like, they don't know that they've just played two Taylor songs. Back Back to back, back. yeah. (laughs) It's it's like my favourite little pub quiz moment of like, whenever it's on, it's almost like, I you know, think I'm like so knowledgeable like do you know who wrote this yeah that is just like, and you can actually hear her voc- i'm like you can hear her vocals yeah. yeah it's so funny it's so pathetic but no i'm so this is my favorite out of all of them i know i know that we've heard this song in full but i am so glad we got taylor's vocals and they sound so good and it's it's not the full 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 production but it's good but enough it's like a step it is yeah, good enough. It's not too demo enough. So this is kind of a sneaky um, leak track because it's technically yes. not really Taylor's. So that's when we've kind of gone in order of all of mm. the Taylor ones. And this is the extra one because I guess in a way it can be classed as a Calvin Harris leak. But as they worked on it together, yes. and we know that Taylor wrote those lyrics under the pseudonym, as you explained. Yeah. But I yeah. think all of us Swifties have hoped for so long that we would have got... Oh, we, we also discussed it can... in the Rep Vault because we said obviously she has yeah. certain rights to the song because she wrote that song or at least co-wrote yes. or wrote See, either way yeah i don't know i don't know if she'd ever do it of like mm. exactly that's why the release of like need all the girls this what we came for drama queen it is like these are songs that if they weren't ever leaked mm. wouldn't have ever seen the light of day no i don't think so like they just wouldn't i don't like, i really I don't, don't think, think any so. of them would have no except for forever winter which obviously we have got uh yeah you know retrospectively funnily enough mm. but in the case of, of Drama Queen, like we've discussed, you know, for other reasons, we don't think it would be included. And Need and All of the Girls, mm. honestly, like we said back in the Reputation Vault episode, if they would have a place anywhere, it may have been it there. Would potentially, mm, yeah. And this is what you came for. I don't know what the rights would be for her to be able to re-record no. because it is published by him under his company. However, mm. she does have and a stake it would also in it. Ha- and also it would kind of, he would probably have to be a songwriter. Yeah, ooh, that's not going to happen, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't so know. it just wouldn't, yeah. Again, allegedly, theories, things that we could think about, but, you know, that kind of points to a reasoning behind maybe why this 
may have got out there somehow. <laughs> because then what's interesting is then when we get into the recent releases, mm-hmm. there's a very specific reason why those were released as well. Oh, definitely. So I think things I think that's usually have reasonings about... behind them. Yeah, I think that's what's quite interesting about these. But I'm so glad we got them. Like, oh. especially this is what you came for. Like. I have. I couldn't I believe have it when all I my saw, playlists. When I... I've removed this. What you came for, and I've shoved <laughs> the Taylor's. I've literally like named it Taylor's version. Taylor's like, version. That's the one. That is the standard for me now. But people, you know, know, deep in the fandom, in the trenches of 2016, that was kind of like it. Kind of gives you flash war flashbacks. This song because yeah. it was like the the song of that moment. That and um, I don't want to live forever. They both give me kind of like yes, a bit of like yes. <laughs> but I forget about I don't want to live forever. Yeah, I but um. When I saw it and was, I was like, "What is it fully yeah. all of it? It's it's her singing it." See, the, I couldn't believe it. The problem now is that like these AI recordings and like yeah. AI covers, you can never tell. So kind of like wildfire. That sometimes I, initially I thought it was one of those. I was like, "Oh, that's quite a good." Right. I was like, oh no, because then it was like "Need" and all the girls and everything like that all came out. Mm. But I do think what's quite interesting, and again, this is a little controversial. But you know, why not? <laughs> um, the obviously that a lot of these tracks are stuff that Taylor's inner circle have been banging on about for a long Years. time. Like all of the girls need Better Man. They used to man. really go yes. off about, yeah. And they used to bang on about how their it was like their pride and joy mm. and all of this. So I'm not sure maybe if something's happened there where something's leaked through them. Because obviously, realistically, if it's leaked even to something as exclusive as the inner circle it's still leaked like it's still oh, definitely, broken yes. some sort of security Someone, you know what i mean it's out there has recorded yeah. it in the studio or whatever and it's exactly made its way so out that there. means that it somehow if it's made its way out even to one person that's still one more than it should have and eventually yeah. it will spread yeah and so i don't know where it's all come from but it is just really interesting i'm it's... glad we've got all of them such a rabbit yeah. hole the whole thing even mm. you know the gatekeeping of it all within the fandom yeah. is a big thing and it's kind of bittersweet because you can't help but feel bad for these artists who have gone in and never expected any of oh, these yeah. songs to see the light or maybe they have but at specific points and then there's the whole rabbit hole of with rabbit hole within the rabbit hole of people paying money and exchanging yes. you know exactly the- i know with the Ariana grande stuff i think like thousands of pounds and stuff were kind of offered for certain tracks and things and it is just crazy yeah it is yeah there's a lot going on that kind of, we don't know anything about it's a very and sketchy it's, and yeah it's yeah. not something that like either of us really promote but it is just interesting to kind of yeah it's much deeper than and discuss just just like the the fans on the periphery really yeah we take it for granted how in-depth all of this goes so but yeah those are the ones that kind of made it out into the light of day and into the public and they're all very interesting and may have been the springboard or the catalyst towards oh i think some of the recent releases we'll get into them these are now official releases these are the four songs that taylor officially released on that weekend of the first era's tour dates now the first one is one that we've just discussed because it was one of the leaked songs the only leaked song and that is all of the girls which was now the name had been changed to all of the girls you loved before and was included in what she is now calling the more lover chapter and basically yeah enclosed within the lover era and released mm-hmm. as just like an extra track from that time period. I'm, gl- I'm glad that yeah, it's been it's been put on its original home. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I couldn't have That's seen this. Like if she belonged. suddenly said, "Oh, this is Midnight," so I'd be like, "Well, it's yeah. not though." <laughs> so or reputation yeah. even. You know what I mean? Like we initially 
honestly i i am now we've heard it as well it the production Mm. the vocals everything just fits perfectly into the lover cd and the lover era yeah definitely i guess the only thing that we can really discuss for this one is it's change in name because obviously the only Mm -hmm. other thing is the high quality of it but yeah lyrics yes but the same she probably just like took the exact same video file but put it in the hd quality and shoved it out yeah but yeah the name change thoughts about that Mm. i think what's always interesting is obviously when these with these leaked songs i don't really know how they're obtained or anything like that but realistically they're probably not really given much of an official name so the name is often chosen like say for example battle slash let's go that's very contentious lots of people say it's battle lots of people say it's let's go so it's kind of given both names and i think all of the girls again is one of the things that taylor obviously called it all of the girls we loved before but when it was kind of leaked out it was just called all of the girls so that was something that we kind of knew as and even now i refer to it as all of the girls like i, I forget to add the you loved before it's like bye bye baby for, for such about a long three time. years yeah exactly it was the one thing exactly yeah, yeah. which is so interesting so, uh, it's very interesting to see because obviously some of taylor's songs are like labyrinth just as uh, mm. one of the most recent ones there's songs that only mention the word once and i love songs like once, that yeah but obviously they're very difficult if you was to hear that song with no name and then someone was to say to you right now give it a title you wouldn't think title, oh yeah. well, i'm gonna call it labyrinth you might think labyrinth, i'm yeah. falling in love or something i don't know yeah but um but yeah it's very very interesting I'll, i i can't wait i pray every day that battle slash let's go is on whatever vault that she wants to put it on whichever one at this point and she tells us yeah i mean that would make the most sense but and she tells us you know what the actual name is and i will just laugh so much if it's something random oh yeah it's not even either those things i do prefer battle i do think it's better i'm not gonna lie uh yeah and with all the girls and with all the girls you left before the thing that i think is quite interesting is because i remember we kind of discussed potentially why it wasn't put on lover and obviously mm. we've mentioned the things of like paralleling with kind of other stuff that's maybe been mentioned later and maybe she felt like the way that it was told was potentially a bit clunky and we also mentioned that potentially people could misconstrue the kind of yeah message of like all of the girls and again take it as something negative rather than actually being like no because of all those people before mm. it's led you to me an invisible string thing but i think the invisible string image Monkey. is a lot more yeah it's it's a bit more kind of romantic isn't it than Definitely. like oh all these other girlfriends you've had you know what i mean i, know. <laughs> so I think that also by calling it all of the girls you've loved before makes it seem, you know what I mean? Mm. Rather than just all of the girls, oh, you've all these girls that you've been with. You right. know what I mean? And another... Not that that is how it's meant to be, but it seems, it makes its message a bit more clear. Not that not that I think the message could be misdrewed, but you just never know. Well, anyway, some people just like see titles and they don't really look into yeah. it, which is what I'm going to get into because another theory as to why the name may have just been given those few words more is because this unfortunately does happen sometimes that sometimes people misconstrue or think that a song is going to say one thing because of its title and then it says something different Mm, for example harry styles in his recent album you know boyfriends a lot of people accused Mm. him of queer baiting and they thought that it was going to be something that it and then it completely was something completely different kind of thing okay this is going to be about this but again how you can never tell with with song titles sometimes song with harry styles especially kiwi no kiwis were involved but (laughs) yeah it's just even things like little freak like that's just like the first 
lyric you know what i mean i know and yeah so the, the, the title little freak you think oh what on earth is this track gonna be yeah and then it's you know what i mean some really sad tracks so yeah you just never True. know and i do think potentially but i think it was probably always called that probably and again just because we have received it whichever way and someone along the line decided to say well okay this is the one thing or you know as a fandom mm. as a whole <laughs> we kind of decided that that was it but in the end things change and it's up to the artist yeah, realistically the one thing could have always been bye bye baby you know what i mean of course Taylor it probably was it we just never, never... well yeah. to be honest though and... with the one thing she did write the one thing on a, on yeah. the mirror right so at some point it oh was very true kind of, yes. it's a bit different very yeah true. yeah i kind of just remembered but yeah either way it could have changed again sparks fly is the perfect example of that definitely so yeah moving on to other songs though the next two i guess we can kind of talk about together but uh we have safe and mm-hmm. sound and eyes open taylor's version both of them and both of them were originally released as the Hunger Games uh, soundtrack songs. We spoke about them quite a long time ago when Carolina was announced, as we recapped all of Taylor's movie soundtrack songs and what she's written for different movies. And we did speak about whether she would re-record them for Taylor's version mm-hmm. at some point. There, we spoke about what era we thought they, they would perhaps belong to. We also spoke about, you know, what publishing companies they were released with could she do it could she not both of these were a bit unsure of because they were kind of released under joint companies big machine did have a kind of a Mm. bit of a stake but these are very interesting because not only are they interesting for what album or era they've been placed within they're also interesting because it gives us a look into perhaps she will be releasing other movie soundtracks which i know that that makes you very excited (laughs) yes Uh, yes yes no i was very very glad to see these two one because they're both incredible songs definitely two because i felt like we were never going to get them and also i think that by doing this she has allowed herself to be like okay i don't have to be so rigid and stuck to what is and is isn't included on an album and you know what i mean like Mm. this was a single that floated around for a little bit and i've got to that's just going to have to be misguarded or maybe Big Machine don't own the rights to this, but I do actually want to re-record it and have it as part of my Taylor's version. You know what I mean? So I think that, yeah, it's, I'm so glad we got these two. Like, and these two, I think we've mentioned before about Taylor's version. Again, it's like contentious, but these two sound identical to the originals, like perfect, if not better, in my opinion. Amazing, amazing. And it is something that we kind of thought of because Safe and Sound especially Mm. is the precursor to folklore in many, many different ways. And uh, yeah, it sounded magical, I must say. And only Taylor, and we said this, we were so like, oh, Mm. we were never going to get it because she could never reunite the Civil Wars to to sing. Yeah, exactly. That was the big thing. Oh, yeah. This is the thing that like with a lot of the like taylor's version stuff is that obviously so much time has passed since those are released that so much life has happened mm. and certain stuff have come in the way that means like can she get that person back together with, with this or can this person do you know she can she get this person on board again and obviously reuniting the civil wars oh my god and obviously the kind of taylor's version they're kind of named individually because they yeah. are no longer the, the civil, civil wars, wars but yeah. she did reunite them in some way and i'm so and i think also they clearly both we're able to put aside stuff that's happened and whatever it's so because you know what i mean interesting. their love for that track yeah that is exactly what i was gonna say it's to... so interesting that mm. all of these people that taylor has worked with and you know this recording re-recording project is very contentious and controversial within the music industry oh, yeah. 
extremely oh yeah and yet every single every single person that she's worked with right up to now you know colby for fearless ed and for red gary lightbody for red gary lightbody they've all come back and they're all like yeah yeah we want to we're on the track we're down to re-record vocals of you know 10 year 15 year old songs and they still want to do it yeah it's incredible it just it, it attests to who she is as a person and as a person in the industry and as an artist and i and i shout out to both members um of the civil wars again again better i think than the original like the vocals on there were just gorgeous like absolutely perfect like they hit the nail on the head and they smashed it like it was perfect 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 Mm -hmm. and eyes open as well i love this kind of slightly more rocky taylor and i'm glad we kind of got i'm just so glad we got these and as you mentioned, the thing that this suggests is that certain other movie soundtracks, like a little favourite of mine, <laughs> Crazier, and another little favourite of mine, Sweeter Than Fiction, oh. could potentially be included somewhere, which makes yeah. me very, very excited. I don't want to get my hopes up. Right. But there is a now way more potential oh, than there the has odds been have have gone up like exponentially. It's it's oh, crazy yeah. how much they've gone up. Any of those movie oh, soundtracks, definitely. honestly. Even I don't want to live forever. No, I don't think we're going to get that. But, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's... Oh, gosh, yeah, I haven't even thought about that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that's another... Con- I think yes. that one is going to be fine because it is under... I think it was under Universal Royal Cap... Oh, it was under one of the big ones. It wasn't under Big Machine. Mm. So, eh, we'll see. But alongside Safe and Sound, we also got Eyes Open, which I think many times a lot of people prefer Safe and Sound. But Eyes Open is just as amazing, just as well written, in oh, my yeah. opinion. Again, Mm. this is such a suited time for these songs as well because... I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah. The Hunger Games has been having a bit of resurgence. Obviously, um, the ballad... You're going to have to help me with the name. Do you know the name? Ballad of Songbirds and... Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. There you go. So uh, that is going to be now made into a film. So yeah a lot of a lot of chatter about the hunger games and a resurgence mm-hmm. alongside these and i think two. all of them were recently put on netflix like all of them were put back okay. on netflix and yeah they had a bit of a kind of so yeah it's kind of the hunger games are getting a bit of a naturally just a resurgence with being put on hunger games new film coming out mm. taylor's then re-released two hunger Games songs it's like oh are we back in 2012 again i know and yeah so the only thing that we can say about these two songs though that is a bit controversial is that they have been included in what taylor has again named the more red chapter so including them in the era of red so the final song released out of the official kind of releases is if this was a movie, obviously Taylor's version. So this was quite a left of field release in comparison to the other Taylor's versions, because obviously Safe and Sound and Eyes Open didn't originally have an album home as such because they were a soundtrack. Right. Whereas if this was a movie, obviously his original home as such was Speak Now Deluxe. However, if this was a movie, <laughs> we've been um absolutely gaslit to believe that if this was a movie <laughs> was a fearless song which it is not like i will not accept that like as a this it was a movie speak now to Lux stan i will not accept that if this movie was on fearless and i will not be allowed to gaslit by taylor nation she, or taylor to yeah. believe that it was i don't know who they think we are that they're just like oh yeah more fearless <laughs> more fearless it's like, ah. yeah so here <laughs> no, no, no. is where we go into delicate territory because yes whereas like you said safe and sound and eyes open we kind of spoke about this 
off off camera off mic should I say but um mm. you know they, they kind of I kind of always felt they were more like red era you kind of felt like they were more speak now era I feel like they're speak now yeah because, like I said just because she's like performed them on the speak now tour and exactly they were released during that kind of period whereas for me again as we said kind of off mic I've always found that back in the day not so much now because there's a bit of a kind of crossover mm. but back like during the kind of big machine days eras start for me when single is announced slash released like red right. starts when we're never ever getting back together is released safe and sound were released pre that and it eyes open they were released during the kind of speak now e hmm. world tour period and she did perform eyes open on the speak now world tour i believe in new zealand even though then they carried over into red a bit like things like wonderstruck wonderstruck enchanted was released like basically during the red era right but it and was feels promoted so during that speak era. now but it's yeah exactly mm. but either way so it's like it's one of those things that does cross over a bit mm, but, yeah. yeah but either way as you mentioned both of these songs didn't have a home in taylor's discography obviously they are part yeah. of her singles but for for the hunger game soundtrack so they could have been placed here there or anywhere in a way and it'll be interesting to see what you guys think did you think that they were more of a red era thing more of a speak now era i guess I, I understand completely what you said about them being more of a speak now era kind of thing because of when they were written, released, she was on tour. Mm. I think it's because I always associate them so much with the Safe and Sound video in which she is so very much... With the bangs. Yeah, very Taylor in her red era coded that I guess that's why I've always kind of in my head. Also the writing, I do feel that there's such a big jump in the difference of writing and lyrical. Yeah. Like the way that she handles certain th themes from speaking out to red but either way those are kind of more in the realm of we can hold a question mark over them and she can do what she likes mm -hmm. with them honestly when something is like a body of work and that's something that you know we've had speak now since 2010 like that's like what 13 years yeah. of it being with that album and that yeah. world and you put those songs in that world in that time and it's just a bit like what this is when I, even when i listen to it now and i see the fearless cover even though obviously it's the taylor's version it's just weird I'm still like that's just not and it's in my playlist my speak now playlist the fact it sat with the speak now like album covers I, i'm just like that's just yeah. <laughs> i know it's not fearless i guess it's because like you said we're just so used to it having its home there and it is strange mm. like because it is a deluxe song and because it is not so much of a known song perhaps if you know if this was to happen with like imagine if clean was suddenly put on reputation oh yeah the fandom would be up in arms but because of that i yeah. think that she's gonna get away with it we oh, yeah. have and discussed also, like, this if this was a movie for mm. like example sorry wasn't on spotify till like a year ago in the uk so oh, like okay. it hasn't even been that readily available either i did not know that um, that's so, like, interesting yeah so it it wasn't speak now deluxe like so ours was because i believe that it was on like a reputation surprise song right like album playlist thing but if this was a movie and superman were not on uk spotify for a while um it might have been in the last year two years i don't know because i don't personally have spotify but i just know of things like that mm. um so yeah it's not even like it's really had much of a streaming life anyway so i guess they can in in the uk i'm not sure internationally and i believe it was on the states uh, Spotify anyway so mm. it's almost like weirdly it hasn't had it hasn't been it's a bit of a girl at home kind of moment where it's like you can get away with it yeah. because it's not yeah yeah you know. yeah yeah so the fearlessification of speak now which we have been mm. living through recently I do think it has an ulterior motive to it 
Like, this is not yes. just a random release for no apparent reason that she just woke up one day and said, you know what, if this was a movie, it was actually meant for Fearless, but I didn't include it. No, no, no. Yeah. We don't have any of that background information. What no. we do have is a theory and a long, long time thing that has been said in the fandom, which is that Speak Now is a completely solo written album. Now, that is yes. technically true, but the deluxe version of Speak Now, we couldn't say the same for it because if this was a movie, it does have a co-writer. Now, yes. with Taylor not including if this was a movie on Speak Now and including it on Fearless TV, what it leads us to believe theoretically is that she wants to release speak now taylor's version and for that to be an entirely self-written solo written album yep every single song not just the standard from standard through to deluxe through to vault yep and you know what that is so clever of her uh, from a business standpoint and also just you know to flex a little bit i can I, i get that oh yeah she was very proud of that feat back in the day and she's still very proud mm-hmm. of it now and I think as she should be but from a marketing standpoint amazing fearless we got the nostalgia yeah. of it red we got the all too well 10 minute version carrying it as well and now speak now is going to have an amazing you know title or gimmick solo, to it, right. which is this yeah. is my fully solo written album so if she had mm. to fearlessify if this was a movie to do so I can, uh, I can. Yes, I'll I can take it. it yeah. I'll take it very begrudgingly. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. know. I know. I'll be like, mm. but the thing, because the thing is, as I mentioned, for me, Safe and Sound and Eyes Open are Speak Now as well. So right. all three of these tracks for me are you Speak Now shook. tracks. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're all Speak Now tracks in my eyes, like all of them. Yeah, and obviously, f- f- none of them, if she wanted that solo right, were going to be included. And I generally believe that when they were kind of looking at it, they were recording the Speak Now tracks and being like. I really want this to be solo. Like, I mm. feel, you know what I mean? Like, I want this to be... As, and they're like, look, we can get these out. Shove, you know what I mean? They're out now. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's why. And it, it is... For Eyes Open and Safe for Sound, I'm not really too bothered that they've ended up on Red because they do kind of fit in that world a little bit. Mm. Um, and I can accept that. But for me, if this was a movie, just it's in no shape, size or form <laughs> has ever had any link or could possibly be associated with Fearless. Yeah. But it is interesting and it definitely makes sense. And this is why then I think that it's interesting that things like Drama Queen mm-hmm. have like leaked. Yeah. Or like, this is what you came for. Because those clearly are also songs that I don't think, if Speak Now by this theory is going to be a solo right, Drama Queen I don't think will make it. And exactly. also just purely it's kind of lyrical content. I just don't think it's very 2023. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, just yeah, it just has not stood the test of time, really. Um, and if this this what you came for again is quite complicated and controversial because of its kind of history of its release, and obviously it's you know other co-writer. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that that's also why I have this weird theory of it's interesting that those two are the ones that are, have been leaked. Definitely. Obviously, Need and all the girls again doesn't really make much sense because like, well, why those as well, but well but it is interesting and um i hope that we get more things like this i do hope that we get another round of more lover so we get enough that we get need oh, and we no. get things like sweeter than fiction because sweeter than fiction to, and sweeter than fiction could be shoved on red and i would be fine because it's red era for me but lots of people do oh no no that's 1989 now See, that i would though. no i it's, establish it's, a line there <laughs> you can no, cross it like even if this was a movie off. I know, but no, it, it's come on now. It it's, it's Jack Antonoff. 
No, it's it Jack Antonoff. The, it has a red era, red photo shoot. It does actually for me. <laughs> it does yeah. actually. But for me, I don't know why I draw the line red. there, but I, I do. Yeah. I do. It's for me. I do to feel, feel I a nineteen ninety nine vibe get to it. it. Mm-hmm. It it's definitely a transition. Isn't that weird? Like, how in our heads we just create these kind Picture of this one so goes here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think that affects and our way of, of hearing, listening to the songs, and oh, kind definitely. of classifying them and that. That's very interesting. Let us know yeah. what I, you guys classify sweeter and fiction yeah. as as well because that's interesting yeah. to me yeah because interestingly i think that so the other ones that i think could be released is obviously as i said need sweeter than fiction yeah shoved on red crazier and crazier shoved on fearless. and crazier could be shoved on fearless yeah. like it, it basically works. was released during the fearless era anyway it works um it was released in like what 2009 for the hannah montana movie it works even though it was originally a kind of crazy um, originally a, de- a debut-ish yeah. song yeah so it makes sense so i think they could get away with that and that, no, I don't think anyone would argue that because it's like, yeah, no. that's where they fit. That's technically where they, when they were released. Yeah, she could get anyway. away with another round. I, I can see that. Mm. I can see that. I, I think so. So, fingers crossed. Hopefully, but but yeah, those are both leaked and officially released tracks and we finally got around to mentioning them we kept being like we will get around to it we'll get around to it and we're glad that we finally have because there's been a lot to kind of discuss but it's quite good to discuss it in hindsight and by having them for um, a couple of weeks now Um, and yeah let us know all of your thoughts on both leaked and the kind of release tracks your opinions on just everything we've mentioned because we just love hearing what you guys say um, and if anyone kind of shares or disagrees with what we say Um, but yeah those are kind of all the things that have been released recently and fingers crossed um we should potentially get a couple more here and there if not a whole certain album beginning with s yeah (laughs) um speak now soon fingers crossed i think that it's definitely we're definitely gearing up to it obviously with stuff that's happened recently but i think these recent releases um are definitely kind of hinting to it to get those out of the way um because they belong in the kind of speak now realm so let's shove them in other ones and then get sweet now out all of the pieces of the puzzle are coming together and it seems to be painting a very interesting picture as you know as towards speak now and what it may include and be marketed as but yeah those are all the releases let us know your favorites as always thank you very very much for listening if you did enjoy make sure to give this episode a thumbs up on youtube and subscribe while you're over there If not, you can also rate us on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to our podcast. And don't forget to follow us over on Instagram. Our handle is at Swiftly Spoken Podcast. (laughs) 